John Henry Cardinal Newman said, 10,000 difficulties do not make one doubt. Well, if that's true, buckle up, because today we're talking about God's almighty power and why evil exists. If you're following along, you know we're still walking through the creed, so let's get on the same page. We have professed that God is one God, that He is the Father. This week we are discussing that He is almighty and that He is the Creator. So first, what does it mean that God is almighty? Almighty means to have complete power, omnipotent, which means He can do anything, and He does whatever He pleases. To some, that may sound like a bad thing, but there is one more aspect of God that will resonate throughout these pages. That is, that God is love, and His love is made perfect in His weakness. That is mysterious, and it takes faith to properly discern this mystery. After all, He created the heavens and the earth. With Him, nothing is impossible. We are subject to Him and completely at His disposal, and He does whatever He wants according to His will. Why would He choose weakness? Since God reveals His nature through things that we can relate to, I'm going to give you an example. How can I express my love for my children? I have four kids. Perhaps by showing them how much smarter I am than they are? No, I am gentle as they learn. Okay, well how about by showing them how physically fit I am next to them? No, I let them win when we play together. How about condemning them when they do something wrong? No, I teach them what they've done wrong, then they say I'm sorry and I forgive them quickly and affectionately. And how many times would I forgive them? I can't imagine that there is a number. Likewise, but so much more so, God the Father is gentle, loving, almighty, and merciful. His infinite power, coupled with His care for us as our Father, shows forth His infinite love. As our Father, He takes care of our needs and forgives us with an immense amount of mercy. Now, we may falter. Our actions may be arbitrary. We may disappoint, but God is not arbitrary. In fact, His essence, His power, His will, intellect, wisdom, and justice are all identical and infinitely greater than us. So there's no need for us to doubt God, right? <laughs> We all know that faith in God can't be put to the test because of the experience of evil and suffering. And at times, it seems like God is maybe even incapable of stopping evil. But in the brutal beating, horrific crucifixion, and death of His only Son, God proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that there is a mystery here beyond our own human understanding. How did God respond as nails were being driven into His hands? With His mighty power? God, infinitely greater than any of His torturers, could have prevented the crucifixion. Yet God shows His power and His wisdom by the voluntary humiliation of the cross and resurrection by which He conquered evil, that we may see it as foolish. But the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. 
That's Ephesians. So how can we come to terms with this? Faith. We can't understand His power unless we use faith. If we do not believe that God's love is almighty, how can we believe that the Father could create us? The Son compensate for all the faults or bad aspects of our lives, and the Holy Spirit make us holy. Okay, so God is almighty. Now let's talk about His creation. Creation is the foundation of all God's plans for salvation, the beginning of the history of salvation that culminates in Christ. Now, educating people on creation is critical because it answers the two most essential questions. What is our origin and what is our end? Knowing the answer to these two questions help us orient our lives according to the answer. Okay, so we're going to separate this into sections. How was the world created? Who created it? Why it was created? And why evil exists? First, the how. For those who love science and find contradiction between science and faith, try to understand that God is the creator of all that is, seen and unseen. This includes all the sciences and all the scientists. As Catholics, we understand that God reveals so much of his creation through science. The Catechism states that science enriches our understanding of the origins of life. It leads us to more deeply admire God's greatness as the creator. And that's a proper place to put all of our scientific knowledge. Go study it. Learn it. Let it marinate and take comfort that there is no contradiction between science and faith. We are not required to suspend our reason, our intellect, to believe in God. Okay, now let's go beyond the how and step into the why. Is the universe governed by chance? Is it blind fate? Anonymous necessity? or by a transcendent, intelligent, and good being called God? Over the ages, this has been an incredible question, and humankind has proposed a whole bunch of different beliefs trying to explain his origin, which is indicative that we need an answer to this question. And here are a few of those beliefs. Pantheism, that God is not a person, but rather all the forces of nature make up God that the world is a necessary emanation from God and returning to God. We also have dualism and manichaeism, existence of two eternal principles, good and evil locked in eternal conflict, about Gnosticism, deism, materialism. All these things just point to the fact that mankind has been looking for answers. Let's answer some of those questions as he has revealed to us by walking through creation. Who created the world? The book of Genesis tells us that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. By professing this truth, we are saying that God gave a beginning to everything outside of himself, that he alone is the creator, and that the totality of all creation depends on God. But that's not the whole story, because in the Old Testament, in Genesis, it also says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. There is something hidden there that was revealed to us in the New Testament. The New Testament reveals that everything was created by the eternal Word, which is Jesus. From this, the church gathers that all things were created by Him, 
and for Him. The Church also confesses that the Spirit is the giver of life, the Creator Spirit, the source of every good. Therefore, we can see that the Old Testament suggests and the New Testament reveals the creative action of the Son and the Spirit inseparably one with the Father. In other words, creation is the common work of the Holy Trinity. Okay, why was the world created? I love the answer the Catechism gives here because one can easily jump to the wrong conclusion. So I'm going to say it, but stay with me. Why was the world created? For the glory of God. Interesting. For the glory of God, but not to increase His glory, but to show it forth and to communicate it. For God has no other reason for creating than His love and goodness. That's St. Bonaventure. God is perfect, and creation is to manifest His perfection, to show it forth and share it with us. Look at it this way. The key of love opened His hands and creatures were created with absolute freedom of counsel. He created both the spiritual and the corporal, which kind of answers the questions as to why we were even made. The ultimate purpose of creation is that God, who is the creator of all things, may become all in all, thus simultaneously assuring His own glory in our beatitude. In short, we become fully alive. We have life in abundance when we let God become everything in our lives. Alright? How did God create the world? Well, God created the world according to His love and wisdom. Not out of necessity. It is not by blind fate or by chance. He wants us to share in His goodness and His being, in His wisdom and in His love. Thus, creation. What's really great about how he created it is that he didn't need anything to do it. God created all that we see and all that we don't see out of nothing. That's good news because it means a few things. We can trust that with him, anything is possible and that we completely can belong to him. He can give a pure heart to a sinner and new life to the dead through the resurrection. And He can give light in darkness. He can give light of faith to those who do not even know Him yet. If we take that step and we depend on God, and by recognizing this utter dependence on Him, we can have our source of wisdom and freedom, of joy and confidence. Everything is called forth by God. Now, is God's creation good and ordered? Or is it full of evil and chaos? God's creation is ordered. It is good. It is a gift to man. And he's been communicating that order and goodness to us via his creation. But it takes great effort, humility, and respect in front of the creator and his work. Keep in mind that God is infinitely greater than all his works. And that creation is not yet complete. It is in a state of journeying. And and here's where the rubber meets the road. God invites us to become part of accomplishing the perfection of His creation, which means we may have our own plans for ourselves, for this world, for our greatness or whatever, but the only thing that will be established is God's will. The problem and a difficulty for us is that when God is working, we don't see the secondary causes. We've seen them in Scripture, 
which should help us to trust in the works of the Holy Spirit, but we're unable to see as He's working in our lives. Jesus affirmed and asked us to abandon ourselves to God's will, who will look after all our needs. Your Heavenly Father knows what you need, but seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be yours as well. By abandoning ourselves to God's will, does it mean that we are just mindless robots just doing whatever God wants? Well, we can be completely unaware participants of God's plan, or to have life and have it in abundance, we can be active, conscious participants in His plan by our prayers, our actions, our sufferings. God uses His creatures' cooperation. He gives us both life and the ability of acting on our own, so we become part of accomplishing His plan. It doesn't diminish human dignity to submit ourselves, completely abandoning ourselves to God, but rather it enhances it and helps us reach our full potential and attain our ultimate end with the help of God's grace. Okay, so now we have definitely set the stage. Let's now answer the very pressing question, why does evil exist? This question is unavoidable painful and mysterious and it's gonna take all of our faith to understand it now as we learn more about god keep in mind that there is not a single aspect of the christian message that is not in part an answer to the question of evil now i have been around people who will ask me couldn't god create a world that is so perfect that no evil could exist god could have created anything His infinite power could have created something that we, as humans, as His creation, could have seen as better. But as we mentioned, God created a world that is in constant state of journeying towards its ultimate perfection, the existence of things less perfect being next to those things that are more perfect, both the constructive and the destructive living next to each other. With physical good also comes physical evil as long as creation has not reached its perfection. Why? Well, the church explains that angels and men, as intelligent and free creatures, have to journey toward their ultimate destinies by their free choice and preferential love. As we journey, we may choose not to love God. We may choose sin. We may choose evil. But God is not responsible either directly or indirectly, the cause of moral evil. But, mysteriously, he can derive good from it. St. Augustine says, For Almighty God, because He is supremely good, would never allow any evil whatsoever to exist in His works if He were not so all-powerful and good as to cause good to emerge from evil itself. Even when his creatures cause moral evil, God can create good, and he makes it emerge. It was not you, said Joseph to his brothers in the book of Genesis, who sent me here, but God. You meant evil against me, but God meant for good, to bring it about that many should be kept alive. If you still need more proof, look at God's only son crucified on the cross, This brought the greatest of good. But for all that, evil never 
becomes a good. St. Catherine of Siena said that we should not be scandalized or rebel when something happens to us. Everything comes from love, and all of it is working towards the salvation of man. We may not see it now, but we will. Once our limited capacity of understanding ceases, that moment that we meet God face to face. Thank you for joining us today. We will pray for you that you may always be ready and willing to do God's will. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to this channel. We'll see you next time.